When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Everybody, and welcome to a Tuesday morning edition of the PHLY Eagles podcast. Bo Wolf, Zach Berman, we will rock you today, Zach. How are you? I see what you did there. Doing great. Excited. Excited for the show. Much to discuss. We're transitioning now to Bucks Week. Excited to hear from Brian Baldinger. I don't want to steal your thunder there, but uh, it's, it's, it's going to be a good show. Yeah, we hope to hear from Baldy in a little bit. We are going to talk about uh, Nick Sirianni's press conference yesterday. We've got the debut of a new game, Zach, Fly or Low. So I'm excited about that. How are you, uh, how are you doing today? Did you ride your bicycle in to the office? I did not ride my bike to the oh, office. Okay. No, I'm doing great. What was, was the general response that you got from the people in your life to the, uh, the Freddie Mercury dust-up yesterday? Uh, not surprised that I did not know. Uh, the difference between them. Sure. Um, I know Freddie Millens. Uh, okay. okay. Freddie Mitchell. Freddie Martino. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Freddie you, Martino. That's a deep pull. If, yeah. if you remember that. So my, uh, I, I, I know wide receivers named Freddie M. Okay. I do not know musicians named Freddie nor Frankie, uh, but I'm well versed on it now. So, uh, <laughs> okay. That was it. Apologies, by the way, to Denzel Washington, who we also mm-hmm. left off the list of Jalen Hurts' dinner party guests yesterday. Yes. That was a good one. Now, now I should have asked you who is on your dinner party list. Whoa, 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 whoa! This is not about me. This is about you. Well, you were you were the one who had the homework to come up with uh, okay. your, your dinner party list. Do you have that list? Did you come up with it? Yeah, I mean, there's so many people that I want. Though. Okay, that's that's the thing. I mean, limiting. It well, I mean, yeah, I'm just I'm I'm wondering if yeah. you're able to follow through on these things because sure. you, you did promise me yesterday you were going to finally bring in your underdogs book, and yeah, again my, you show up empty-handed. My books, well. I'm trying to get them off bookshelves, not on it, right? I mean, that's, <laughs> okay. that's the goal right now is to sell the books. Uh, no, there will be an underdog's book behind me tomorrow. I can assure you that. I'm going to uh, have to set an alarm to text you in the morning just to remind you. Your alarm will be well after my alarm went off. Well, uh, yeah, but you were supposed to do it today. Yeah. Uh, that, was, that, was, that was my fault. Um, so my list. Okay. You have your list. Okay. Yeah. And now I had a hard time. And, and, and this is non-family, right? This is like celebrities. Okay. okay? Let me see how many I can how, how many I can guess. Did you have you have six? I did four because you asked me four. Okay, on the show. you have four. Um, how many are alive? Well, there's the, there were a few candidates who who were alive. Now I I have uh, I have it at like I have eight candidates. <laughs> okay. I can pare down the six. That I can pare down the four. Um, but two are alive. Two are alive. Okay. I'm going to guess, uh, I mean, is Munger on the list? <laughs> no. No Munger? No. Um, okay. Now, you mentioned John Wooden yesterday. Is John Wooden on no, your John list? No, John Wooden's not on the he list. He did not make a list. He Are there any football list. people on the list? 
Um, no, not necessarily. Okay. Uh, are there any presidents on the list? Uh, yes. Okay. Obama. Yes. Okay. Um, I'm going to guess, is he the only president? Uh, he's the only president. Now, on my list of six and eight, there, there are more. But yeah, oh, the list but in, of the, four. in the final four. And then the, the final four are all from different, okay. different segments. One could have been a president. Mm, interesting. Uh, let's see. Do you have um, <laughs> any? Uh, are we talking like like a like a Jonas Salk? Are we talking like uh, a, that, that would uh, like an Oppenheimer? No. We, like, yeah. uh, Oppenheimer would have been a good one. No, I, I, I. But you saw the movie, so you understand his whole life now. <laughs> I'm curious your list here, but no, I, I will give you real quick. Um, you have you had I I mentioned Obama. Yeah. Uh, Warren Buffett. Okay. On there, Jerry Seinfeld. Jerry Seinfeld. Um, I should have known that fan of comedy. Yeah. Uh, you got and you got and easy then, to keep the conversation moving. Okay. Absolutely. You know he the observational. I should have known Buffett. Sense. And then what about uh, Jimmy Buffett? And then I did a thesis in college on Robert Kennedy, uh, mm. and so <laughs> I spent I spent a whole semester on that. So I have a lot of follow-up questions that I, I would like to fire away. I like that. I like the idea of, of Obama and Jerry Seinfeld and then Warren Buffett just sitting silently <laughs> as you pepper Robert Kennedy <laughs> with your questions from your thesis. Yes. Okay. So that there you go. Um, but, uh, but yeah, Kobe Bryant, I, I, I would like to have Nelson Mandela, I mean, Michael Jordan. I mean, there's, there's, there's a lot. Oh, Theo there's, Epstein. There's your, ep, there's yeah. your uh, overlap with Jalen yeah. Hurts. Yeah. Theo Epstein. Uh, I feel like if you were actually given this opportunity, you would just choose like that I Jeffrey Lurie, yes. uh, Jalen Hurts, <laughs> Dom, and Howie, just so you could get stuff for your for work. That's what I think, honestly, that's probably the case. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Maybe McNabb in there. Yeah. What's McNabb getting you at this point? Of <laughs> uh, I, I can learn about the, the mid two thousand Eagles. Well, That'd be helpful. That might be helpful for, yes. for a, a different project that yes. you're working on. All right, Zach, we talked to Nick Sirianni yesterday. He updated a, a few things, and there was some interesting stuff about game management. I'm, I'm curious what your, your big takeaways are, mm-hmm. aside from the fact that you wrote about it on allphly.com. Yes, so uh, as you astutely pointed out about the two-point conversion, Nick Sirianni agreed that he should have gone for the two-point conversion when the Eagles scored their final touchdown. He, of course, did not go for it. Uh, he, he said that was a lapse on his part. He heard about it from his brother after the game. Uh, his, his brother asked him why he did not go. You asked Nick Sirianni if the mechanics of that has changed at all. and Just given the coaching staff us, turnover, yeah. right? And he, he didn't put it on anyone else. He, he said that's on him. What did you make of that? He took responsibility. He should have done it. Now, uh, it's not something, you know, it, it should have been... Like, those game management decisions uh, need to be done in a snap. But I get it. There's a lot going on there. Uh, you, you need to know going into the drive that you're going for two there. That's not something that happens when you score the touchdown, right? These are kind of described sometimes as, as you know, bang-bang decisions. Um, that's, that's not the case. When the drive starts, you know, okay, when we, if we score a touchdown, when we score a touchdown, yeah, this stuff should be going easy. for a two-point conversion. Exactly. So... I have less kind of, to- uh, I wouldn't use the word tolerance. I, I kind of have, have, have less, um, uh, I, I, I let them off the hook. Or? Yeah, I let them off the hook less on those uh, two point, on the two point conversions because you know that going into it, the kind of fourth down 
those come up. You know you're going for fourth if it's like fourth and two. Sometimes when there's like a fourth and four and you're deciding, is this all right, a 58-yard field goal, do I go for it? That literally happens right there. So, Yeah, I, I, you know, it, this is also the kind of thing where like, you know, Coach Flynn is texting me when they go up, mm. uh, not just not just go, to go up 12, but like when it was 27, yeah. 13 or whatever, or 14 or whatever it was, like go for go for two then. Um, this is not a kind of thing that should that should catch you by surprise, right? And no, going not at into all. that, frankly, I'm an advocate of of like erring on the side of going for two, yeah, especially when you have as what should be a very good red zone offense. Not so far this season, but in theory, yeah. Yeah, I, I've, I, I mean, at, these are this is like, are we making too much of this one decision in a game they won potentially? But these are the kinds of things that are like yeah. you know. I mean, we're, uh, we're not for, saying for, for Nick Sirianni, the, the like yeah. the preacher of all the details matter situational exactly. football. You know, this is a stuff you should get right. Yes, and and Nick admitted as much. Nick said like you know he's he's learning too. But but you're absolutely right. Before a drive, you know right then. Mm. Okay, we're going for two in, in in that situation. So what else did you learn from uh, from Nick Nick yesterday? So a, f- a few things. First off, we've talked the last two shows about slot cornerback. And I, I, I wrote about it, like you said, on PHLY.com. Nick said that he is that they're keeping the options in-house. Now, there was a report that came out, I believe, from Jordan Schultz that the Eagles are uh, working out William Jackson, the uh, veteran corner. But Nick Sirianni said yesterday that they are – uh, they, they like their in-house options, which we've discussed a few times here. Uh, he did not want to give a timetable on any of the injured players, but it doesn't sound like um, any are ruled out for this week. He, he thinks there's a chance that guys like Blankenship uh, Gainwell. Gainwell could be back. Uh, he did not really go too into depth on the Gainwell-Swift decision. I am curious to see what that workload would have looked like had Gainwell been healthy. Uh, he, he would not comment on whether James Bradbury is a candidate to play inside. Mm. He said he doesn't want to talk about that for competitive advantage reasons. He wants to give Tampa Bay something to think about. Uh, elsewhere, he, he talked about the punter decision. He, he said Braden after, Mann. Braden Mann. He said after two weeks, they, they decided to make a change. And they say, he said Sipos did a good job holding for them, but they decided the time was right. I think the, the nickel thing is very interesting, and we've talked about it a lot, mm-hmm. but um, given the long layoff they have here, you could err on the side of, you know, Mario Goodrich earned this spot based on what he did in the summer. Let's give him a shot with a full time uh, of practice. Or, you know, you could say, we've got a long time to do this. Let's get, let's get James Bradbury in there and, and let Josh Joe play. That's our best three, knowing that, you know, when Goodrich was on the field against the Vikings, you know, they tried to move Justin Jefferson inside, then they picked on him a little bit. Mm-hmm. Presumably, that's what you think the you know the Bucks would do too. I'm I'm just curious to see what they'll do. I agree. I I, I think some of it might be matchup dependent too, based on the size of the uh, slot receiver that mm-hmm. they see. All right, we have Brian Baldinger ready to join us on the PHLY podcast now. Baldy, how are you? Oh, one sec. You know. He's, he's joining us in a second. I am curious. Baldy, how you doing? I'm doing great. I'm, I'm, I'm just sitting here in my film room just uh, watching Baker Mayfield actually tear up the Chicago Bears. Oof. But uh, it's good to be with you guys right now. Well, thank you for joining us. Uh, as, you're, as you're watching that, that Bucks offense, I'm curious how much you think they are there for the taking against 
this this dynamic young Eagles front? Well, if they they have good timing. I mean, Baker, you know, you have to remember now. Baker last year he he went to Carolina. He got signed in July. Had no off season, no timing. It, it was a disaster. Went to the Rams. Played, you know, got traded on a Tuesday. Played on a Thursday. You know, I mean, he's had the whole off season, and you can see the timing right now with with Mike Evans with Godwin. Like it's it's uh, they're they're really good. And you now the Bears didn't pressure him a great deal. Um, you know, the way the Eagles can. But right now, he looks confident with uh, the throws that he's making and his, his ability to escape and extend plays. It's pretty good. Baldy, I'm, I'm curious, too. The, uh, the Bucks front, the Eagles saw these past two weeks offensive lines that, that were pretty vulnerable on the interior. And Tampa Bay's had some injuries there. We see what Baker Mayfield's doing, but what do you think of, of that offensive line in particular and how they match up against the Eagles front? Well, the best player is Tristan Wurfs, who's been an all-pro right tackle. He's at left tackle now. He's playing next to a big free agent signing in Matt Filer. They're playing very well together right now. But, you know, there's, there's certainly some question marks, you know, when you look at this, uh, this offensive line whether it's get a key right now, uh, you know, they, they have some question marks right there. You know, they're, they're playing the rookie Cody mock at right guard. And I like him. I like him a lot. Like I, I liked him at North Dakota state, but he's very, very aggressive, maybe too aggressive sometimes, but you know, he's going to see obviously some really talented defensive tackles from the Eagles that he didn't see in Chicago last week. Well, I want to ask you about that, Baldy, because, you know, Eagles fans are obviously over the moon with what they've seen from Jalen Carter and Jordan Davis this season. As you watch, you know, defensive tackles around the league, uh, do you think it's fair to be to be that excited? How, how good do you think those guys can be? Well, I think they could be as good as they, you know, as they want to be. I mean, Jalen Carter's got unbelievable balance and power, and it, it, it's on display two weeks in a row. Now, you could you could argue who he's going up against, and that's fair. Uh, Minnesota had backup guards and, you know, New England played backup guards. You could, you could debate all that, but the power is there. And what we're seeing is a more consistent basis. Now, I, you know, Georgia, he never played five plays, six plays in a row. He's on the field now. And Jordan Davis is clearly taking a step up. He's got a better pass rush now. He's got better stamina. Um, you know, he sat Kirk Cousins last week by just – crushing the entire interior of the offensive line. And you say, okay, well, the Vikings had their backup center. And they did all that, but they're still making those type of plays. And so I, what I'm encouraged by is I see uh, improvement. And it doesn't matter who the competition is right now. I just want to continue to see the improvement, the ability to, to defeat blocks, to disengage, to get off blocks, and then run and chase when you get the perimeter game, the screen game, all those kind of things. I'm, I'm curious about Jordan Davis, like you just mentioned, because we're all seeing that, too. And, and last year, he was primarily a nose, right? Are, are the Eagles using him differently? Is it simply the development in his game from year one to year two? And what's the ceiling for Jordan Davis as a pass rusher? I don't know what the ceiling is right now, honestly. Uh, you know, the, look, when they play a five-man defensive front like they did last year and at times this year, he's on the nose. He's a zero technique. But... When they're in the four-man front, he's over the guard, um, inside eye of the guard. And so he, he's been in a four-man front. He's been in their uh, odd front. So he's showing some versatility there. But, I, you know, I saw an arm over swim that he never showed last year at all, you know, pass rush. Like, I, I feel like he's got – he's starting to build an arsenal 
of pass rush moves. Whereas last year it was just pure power, which can be really good if he's not fatigued and if he's not gassed. So, you know, and that's what teams are going to try to do to him, to try to get him gassed. But I see, like, I see the, the arsenal beginning to build, and that's what's encouraging right now. Baldy, I know you got to run in a minute, so I just got one more for you. But on the other side of the ball, what is your level of concern with the, the Eagles' passing game at the moment, uh, looking a little bit sputtered compared to last year? Um, are, are you still fully confident in Jalen Hurts in the pocket? Oh, yeah. Well, I think he's, you know, look, I'm confident. He, he got his deep shots at Devontae last week. Um, you know, he got a pass interference call, I think, on A.J., uh, it's there. I mean, it's a big part of what they do. The Patriots just weren't going to let them get the ball over their head. They did the same thing to Tyreek Hill last week. Hit five catches for 40 yards. It's who the Patriots are. But I, what I am concerned about is this. I, I feel like he's leaving the pocket too soon right now and not trusting the protection. And anytime you leave the pocket, good things can happen, but you also can cut the field in half and really limit the amount of targets that you have. So that's something I would look forward. You know, Tampa Bay right now is taking the ball away. They're playing great defense. They're getting pass rush, the whole thing. Um, they're, they're playing really well. Uh, but I want to see them just stay in there just a tick longer and just trust the protection and, uh, and, and make more plays from the pocket right now. All right. Great insight from, from Baldy. We look forward to having you on uh, throughout the season. Thank you so much, Brian. Yeah, I'm actually um, – Pay attention to the time next time, guys. I'll be there. <laughs> I, gotta, I, gotta, I gotta get this film room thing out of my head and uh, actually listen. Fun. It's yeah. yeah. Baker Mayfield does that to you. Yeah. If Nick Sirianni can make a mistake not going for two, you know everybody can. Okay. Everybody can have a little wiggle room. No problem. I appreciate that. All right, guys. Thanks, Baldy. Thank All right, well, Zach, football's back with another week of football and DraftKings Sportsbook is keeping us in on the NFL action with great offers every single game day. New customers can bet $5 and get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Throw five down on any of this week's epic matchups to walk away an instant winner. And DraftKings isn't stopping there. All customers can take advantage of two new offers every game day this September. Football is more fun when you are in on the action, so download the app now and sign up with code PHLY. New customers can bet just $5 to get 200 instantly in bonus bets only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL with code PHLY. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net in New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, licensee partner Golden Nugget Lake Charles in Louisiana, 21 and older. Age varies by jurisdiction. Void in ONT. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football. Terms for eligibility. Terms and responsible gaming resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. And as far as the PHLY podcast is concerned, make sure that you are liking, subscribing, all that good stuff on YouTube. Um, What's your film room situation like? Yeah, I mean, I love the I love the inside baseball yeah, peek at Baldy's exactly. film room. I'd love like the the three sixty if I yeah. could get that. I mean, you've seen my film room. It's the uh, the triangle door behind me. Okay, uh, you know, I got the monitor. And uh, just are you watching it on your computer? Are you watching it on your TV? Are you watching on the monitor? So I've got a separate 
monitor. Okay. I mean, I, yeah, I would usually watch it on the monitor, sometimes just straight on the okay. laptop if I'm not in so front of in, not, in the okay. office, but yeah. Okay. Um, and obviously because I'm a football guy, uh, you know, I'm like sniffing smelling salts. Okay. And headbutting stuff every time there's a good play. Sunflower seeds or you know anything like that. You know I do sunflower seeds if it's a if it's like a long drive and I need ah, to stay okay. awake. Yeah, something like you. that. Okay. But me yeah, and not in the film room. Okay. Too messy. Okay. What about you? I watch on the iPad. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, so I I usually have like you know NFL Network or something on the TV. Uh, doing work in front of me, and then mm. I I have the iPad. I find it easier. I'm surprised to, you didn't go Bill Gates. <laughs> We're back to that conversation, are we? <laughs> well, I mean, it feels like he'd be right up your alley. <laughs> no gates? Uh, look, I limited it to four. Right? Okay. I mean, I'm, I'm going with different sectors there, so. Okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, no, I'm, I, I usually watch it on my iPad, and then I can screenshot it and, and things like that. Okay. Are you ready for a game of fly or low, Zach? If I said no, do I have any option? Well, then you're going to have to come up with what we're going to talk about okay. for the next half so an hour. So let's do fly and low. All right. So fly or low? Fly or low. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I have, I have 10 different uh, things here where I'm going to give you where Eagles on offense rank in league-wide categories. Okay. And I want you to tell me, very simple, whether you think over the course of the rest of the season mm. or at the end of the season, they will finish higher or lower than they are in these current categories. I like this. Okay. This okay. is a game I can understand. Yes. It's pretty easy. Yeah. Okay. And then at the end, this is a two-part game. At the end, you're then going to rank your oh. uh, confidence points for the 10 different ones that you've chosen. Okay. So now I, I, I got to keep notes while I do this, right? Well, I'll read them back to you. Okay. You know, that's my job as the host. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I like a, a good edit from, uh, from Conan. P-H-L-Y or low here uh, like on the that. game. First one. DeAndre Swift right now, Zach, mm. with 178 rushing yards, ranks third in the NFL. At the end of the season, will he be higher or lower than that? He'll be lower than that. Mm. Okay. You feel very confident about that. I don't boy, think he's I, you know, I thought that, that you were Mr. DeAndre Swift. I thought maybe you, know, you would be uh, in on him here, but apparently not. I don't think he's going to be one of the top three running backs in the NFL in terms of okay. rushing well, yards. Well, you know, now there's no Nick Chubb, so... Uh, that was... Uh, I didn't see. I actually didn't see the actual injury. Eesh. Yeah, I I saw it. And I did see Elijah Riley running around like a bat out of hell, making big plays at the end of that game. You called that, didn't you? I sure did. I saw number sixty-eight on the Browns blocking like crazy. That Absolutely, best yeah. uh, sixth offensive lineman in the league. Absolutely, should be a starter. All right, next up, Devontae Smith, Zach. Now, by the way, DeAndre uh, DeAndre Swift ranked forty-third in yards from er, in rushing yards last year, so. A big jump up to third. But. He'll be above 43rd. Okay. Devontae Smith, with 178 receiving yards, is 10th in the league. Last year, he finished at 9th. Mm. High. Higher than that. Higher. He will be, he will be in the top nine, is yes. what you're saying. Correct. Okay. Uh, next up, A.J. Brown. This oh, feels like this higher. might be an easy yeah. one. With 108 receiving yards in this small sample size of two games, is 36th in the league. He finished fourth last year. Yeah, so here's my A.J. A.J. Brown's going to double. He's, he's going to surpass what he's done in two games on Monday in Tampa Bay. So, and he's going to finish mm. uh, higher than where he is now. Okay, is that going to be your, um, your goose wisely that A.J. Brown doubles his season total? In You're going to have to watch on Friday. 
Wow, well, what a tease. I, I know you'll be here. picking up on the, the on audience. The tease. Will, yeah, look at that. That's okay. a tease in the business. All right. Uh, next up, Zach, we have the uh, the Eagles sack rate. Then this is a Jalen Hurts stat, but it's really a, an offensive line stat. Well, I, I, maybe not. I think it is more of a Jalen Hurts stat than an offensive line stat at this point. Uh, the Eagles right now, Jalen Hurts is getting sacked on 11.1 percent mm. of his dropbacks. That is 26th in the league. Last year, the Eagles were 24th in the league at 7.6 percent. So it's 26th. So there's only six teams, teams that, that are lower that are getting sacked more often. Oh, more often. Oh, okay. That's that's what I was curious about. I think he's going to get sacked less often in the coming weeks. I, I think this is going to be a point of emphasis from them. So they will, that's a, I guess that will be higher. Higher. They, yes. will be, they will be better at that. Yes, correct. Okay. Jalen Hurts, Zach, has 72 rushing yards through two mm. games. That is sixth among quarterbacks. Mm. Last year he ranked, what, what number do you think he ranked among quarterbacks last Second year? Second after Justin Fields. He actually ranked fourth. Is that right? Fewer than Josh Allen and uh, one other person. Last year. Uh, I mean, Lamar missed time last year. Uh, was it Lamar? I don't know. I don't have it. Okay. I don't have it on the, I don't have that part yeah. written down. Okay. I stand correct or sit corrected rather. Nice. So are you going higher or lower than six? This year he's behind Daniel Jones, Lamar Jackson, Taysom Hill, who counts, Patrick Mahomes and Anthony Richardson. So Richardson will be in there. Uh, Justin Fields will be in there. Taysom Hill will not be in there. Uh, let's go. I think he gets up to five. So okay. I think I'm, I'm going slightly higher. Okay. This is like uh, when they adjust your height when you get to college. You know, when... How so? On the college, on like the college rosters. You know, okay. they, they make a guy who's 6'1", 6'3". Right. Right. How is this like that? Like just slightly higher, not significantly higher. <laughs> okay. So just because it's a number that's different, it's like that. Yes. <laughs> just like that. Yes. Yeah, exactly the same. <laughs> All right. Uh, Jalen Hurts, Zach, ranks 24th right now in EPA per drop pack at negative uh, 0.13. Last year at 0.009, he ranked nine, or 8th in EPA per drop pack. Will he be higher or lower than 24th? He'll be higher than 24th. Okay. He'll be lower than ninth, higher than 24th. Okay. Dallas Goddard, Zach, this could be your biggest layup. This could be your 10-pointer. Ten, uh, ten mm. With 22 receiving yards, Dallas Goddard ranks tied for 44th among tight ends through two games. In 2022, he was 7th. Will he be higher or lower than 44th? Much higher than 44th. Okay. I feel, I feel confident about that one. Now, you know, you are allowed, if you want, to sort of expand your thoughts. Oh, on, yeah, absolutely. Uh, you, know, <laughs> you, you think that Dallas Goddard's going to have a bigger role in the offense. <laughs> uh, you don't think, you know, you, you could if you want. I was trying to stick to the integrity of the game. Uh, yes, you can so talk through your thought process. Okay. You're allowed to do that. Typically, yeah. you don't like when I, I work it out loud during the show. I love that. Uh, I love the, seeing the uh, <laughs> mechanics of your brain, how that, how that functions. So, yes. So, Dallas Goddard is... Um, no, I think the passing game in general is, is going to get much better. I, I am, that seems to be a theme. You have a, a lot of highs here. Yes. Uh, the passing Somebody game... Somebody call insomnia cookies. <laughs> Somebody calling something cookies baked on campus, right? There you go. Um, so I, I look at it like the, obviously it, well, it's a very small sample size. That's like the, 
is an obvious statement <laughs> right. here. The second game was a run-heavy game. They, they barely threw it. They're going to have games here where Jalen throws for 300 yards. Uh, they are going to make sure that Goddard and A.J. get his. Devontae's not going down anytime soon. I've actually been a little surprised that we haven't seen the running backs catch the ball as much, mm. uh, and you might see some of that. But, look, there's going to be a concerted effort. Really after that first drive against New England. Yeah, when when it was heavy gain well. Uh, I I really expect this to be Goddard's going to have weeks where he's over 100. AJ's going to have multiple weeks when he's like, he's, AJ's going to be fine. I mean, if if you can buy AJ Brown stock right now, buy AJ Brown stock right now. AJ Brown's going to be up there among the top five to eight receivers at the end of the season. Uh, he has a 200-yard game in him coming up. He He's going to – they're going to feed him the ball. Uh, there's very little I can say with absolute conviction. One of the things I can say with absolute conviction is that A.J. Brown is going to be heavily involved in the Seagulls offense. I feel like you say a lot of things with absolute conviction. What else do I say with absolute conviction? Almost everything. <laughs> with absolute what don't conviction? you say with absolute conviction? <laughs> uh, quite a bit, but um, <laughs> I, I feel confident saying A.J. Brown – like. If if you're in a fantasy football league, which I imagine anyone watching this right now is, and someone is selling low on AJ, buy AJ now. You know, this is another like peek into, you know, Zach is the eternal optimist. Mm -hmm. I have often heard you say, if you can buy someone's stock, buy it now. I don't ever really hear you say, sell somebody's stock. Uh, Well, no, I I, I mean, sometimes that's implicit other than explicit, but... Yeah, uh, there's there's some stock I would sell right now. I would sell Rashad Penny stock right now. Anyone really, what are, you, what are you going to get from selling Rashad Penny stock? Perhaps right now? it's, a it's penny literally stock. a penny stock. <laughs> yes. yeah, <he's>, uh, no, <laughs> there's his value could, could not be lower. Why? What, well, what no, there's there's people that? holding on to this this Rashad Penny thought. I don't think the Eagles are holding on to the Rashad Penny thought. Um, I would uh, there's there's certain stock that I would sell, but I I would not sell. Your AJ Brown stock, I would buy your AJ Brown stock. Okay. Basically, any game that I would introduce would be like buy or sell. Right. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we have got three left here, Zach. Mm-hmm. Quez Watkins. Ah. Seventeen receiving yards. That ranks 198th in the NFL through two games in 2022. With 354, he ranked 133rd. Higher or lower than 198th? Higher, but slightly. I Only mean, slightly. Yeah. Okay. And I'll, I'll, I'm asking this real quick. Are you concerned that this hamstring is going to linger? Because um, it's, it's something he's done. I, I, mean, I would not say it's keeping me up at night. <laughs> okay. I would not expect that. I would not expect Wes Watkins' hamstring to keep you up at night. No. Yeah. No. Um, I, I mean, I think they have some room here to give him time mm. if he needs it. Okay. Right, they don't. They don't necessarily need to force him back on the field. I didn't think I saw much from Alameda Zacchaeus. Well, that's interesting. We'll get to that. Okay. Uh, two more. Kenny Gainwell, Zach. Uh, you know, we talked a lot in the offseason about Kenny Gainwell's efficiency, right? You know, he's always getting positive yards. Well, you did, um, yes. Yeah, and in 2022, his success rate, you know, which is uh, the measurement of whether the play was successful based on the, the down to go. I'm glad he you was, explained that because someone asked us to explain that this week. Okay. He was second best in the NFL behind Elijah Mitchell mm. with a 56.6% success rate last year. You liked Elijah when he was a raging Cajun. I do. I still like Elijah Mitchell. 
this year, you know, he's only played in one game, but his success rate was 35.7%. That was 25th, 27th rather, among running backs. Will he rank higher or lower than 27th in success rate as a runner? Higher, because I think this offensive line will give him ground. Okay. Run. What's your expectation on, like, the timeshare we're going to see from yeah, Swift I, and Gainwell in this next so game? So I, I, I think that my long game here is actually playing off well, because I, I, I said all along Swift is going to be the lead running back. This Not the bell cow, but the lead running mm. back. I think when you pick— See, post-week one would have been the time to really buy your stock, your, your DeAndre Swift stock. I never sold my DeAndre Swift stock. I know, but you uh, could have bought more. I, I mean, that would have, what an arbitrage opportunity <laughs> that would have been. Yeah. Uh, DeAndre Swift is, is going to have a big role in this. It was team. almost like the Eagles were like purposefully messing with the market to give mm. Kenny Gainwell so many uh, you know, carries yeah. and touches uh, and snaps in week one just so that they could make money on the side insider trading to, get, to buy the DeAndre Swift stock. <laughs> Just like that, yes. Um, <laughs> no, I, I, uh, I think that Swift is going to be the lead back, but it's not going to be the Miles Sanders role from last year. He won't have 250 carries, uh, but he'll be playing the most. He'll be touching the ball the most. I still think they're going to trust Gainwell in some of these high-leverage situations. Uh, Boston Scott's going to mix in. Rashad Penny, I don't know if Rashad Penny's going to be on the team at the end of the season. Now, I'm not like predicting that they're going to move on from him. And Rashad Penny is someone who I think maybe, as as you've said, you kind of keep him bubble wrapped and for a situation where you need him. But something just to watch: the Eagles waive Trey Sermon off of IR, which means Hi, <laughs> which means that they can uh, then sign him to the practice squad. Okay, uh, and because it was kind of like a procedural move, so. It, that, that might be an under-the-radar thing to watch mm. if Trey Sermon comes back. You think back. they would give up a seventh-round pick for Cam Akers? They give up a seventh-rounder for Cam Akers? I don't think so. I mean, maybe so, but I, I don't think so. Cam Akers is in year three, so he's one more year left on his contract. Maybe he's, is he year, yeah, he's year three, right? The Rams are, have basically yeah. said they're going to trade him. They're going to trade him. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Would you rather have him than Rashad Penny? Yeah, but I don't know why you need a fourth running back. Neither do I. But. So probably not. Okay. But especially a guy who already seems to be unhappy yeah. with his role. I would say Cleveland should call, but Jerome Ford looked good last night. Mm. You're gonna you're gonna put in all your uh, your like waiver wire budget on Jerome Ford? Probably not. But how come? Because I, I like to have it in my back pocket. Mm. <laughs> the budget. Yeah, that sounds. You're hoarding your turkeys. <laughs> yes, as always. hoarding my turkeys. All right, last one, Zach. <laughs> oh, sermon signed with Indy. Okay, Alex. Good catch there. I should I, I should have seen that. Wow, all that all that homework you did on the procedural <laughs> move, just up in smoke because yep. Shane Steichen wants himself some some Trey Sermon. Sermon. Um, Jack stole Zach. We know how much Jalen Hurts trusts him. He trusts him so much that in 2022, Jack Stoll ranked 287th out of 287 qualifying players in the league in terms of targets per route run, at 6.5%. Through two games, uh, Jack Stoll has run 11 routes and has not been targeted once. That means he's tied for 268th at the end of the entire league. Also tied with Olamide Zacchaeus, who has run 22 routes and not been targeted a single time. Uh, will Jack Stoll rank higher or lower than 268th 
at the end of the season. Now, this is tough because you also have to factor in how many players yes. are going to qualify. Yes. Lower. 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 Lower I'm, than 268. He's going to be lower than 0. I think there's going to be 277 qualified players, and he's <laughs> going to finish 274th. Wow. Yes. Calling it right now. Boom. Good for you. All right. Well, uh, let's hear from uh, our sponsor, Game Time, Zach, and then we're going to get you to rank your, uh, your confidence points on, on those very, very interesting questions that you just answered. Game Time. Buying tickets to your favorite events should not be stressful. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy. If you're a big comedy fan like Zach here to my left and theater near you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have. Browse through the Game Time app and talk about all the good stuff that we've got. It's easy to find and buy tickets every time there's an event in your area. You can see the images of seat views. you got the flash deals and the last-minute tickets and the lowest price guarantee, event cancellation protection, job loss protection, and much more. Get images of your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. You don't want a, uh, you know, like a, a stanchion mm. in your way. I know that's a, that's a big deal for you, Zach. Buy tickets in a matter of seconds. Two taps and you're set. Tickets are sent directly to your phone so you never have to dig through your email. Snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code PHLY for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem with code PHLY for $20 off. All right, Zach. Do you, off the top of your head, think you know which of the ones you're most confident in? My guess... Uh, Dallas Goddard. Dallas Goddard. You're going, Dallas Goddard will be better than 44th yes. among all tight ends. I think that's a good yeah. place to start. Uh, let me quickly run you through. You've got uh, DeAndre Swift lower, mm -hmm. Devontae Smith higher, A.J. Brown higher, mm -hmm. the sack rate higher, mm -hmm. Jalen Hurts' rushing yards higher, mm -hmm. Jalen Hurts' EPA per dropback higher, Quez Watkins higher, Kenny Gainwell higher in success rate, and Jack stole lower in yard and targets per route run. Stole I'm least confident in. Okay. So you can put that 10. AJ's I'm actually going the opposite. I'm going, you get 10 points for uh, okay. the one you're most confident in and okay. only one for the one you're least confident in. Okay. AJ, I'm second most confident in. Okay. That means it's the nine pointer. Uh, let's see here. I feel like you might want to go DeAndre Swift lower than third in the league in yes. rushing. Okay. Three yeah, times yeah. yeah, there you go. And that's DeAndre number eight. Swift. Okay, yep. your eight-pointer. That's, that's, that's my eight-pointer. I'm going to guess that uh, some of these are a little bit tougher. I, I think you probably want uh, Jalen Hurts' EPA per dropback is going to be higher than 24th. Yes, definitely so. Okay, that's number seven. That's your seven-pointer. Seven yeah, Gainwell. Is Gainwell sixth, or should I? Is there a different? Uh, this, maybe the sack rate? The sack rate will be better than uh, 26. I mean, they were only 24th last year. Yeah, okay. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hold off on that. Okay. Uh, let's go with... You want, you want Quez higher than 198? Yeah, Quez 198. Okay, that's your sixer. Okay. Okay. Uh, why don't you work at what you're least confident at? We'll work the other way then. Okay. You've got the Gainwell one. Now, the Devante one is basically right on. He's yeah. 10th right now. He was 9th last year. 
and you've got the sack rate, and you got the uh, Jalen Hurts rushing, which of course is just like when uh, a player shows up to college and is listed as uh, six, <laughs> six six when he's actually six, six four. Six, yes. Yeah, just like that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Jalen Hurts too. Uh, Jalen, Wait, which Jalen, Jalen Hurts, Hurts? The rushing, rushing yards. Two. Okay. Uh, Devontae Smith receiving three. Okay. Gainwell four. Sack rate five. Okay. Actually, no. Let's go Gainwell five. Sack rate four. Wow. That's that's the kind of genius you might learn only from having dinner with Warren Buffett. I, I, I can only hope. I once... Should I tell the story here? Please. Uh, what else are we going to do? <laughs> so I was in Omaha for about a week and a half uh, covering the College World Series in 2009. I was covering okay. the University of Virginia for the Washington Post. UVA was in the World College World Series. Was this like a Danny Holson? Yes. Danny Holson okay. was their top pitcher. Good job. Uh, and I, I can tell you their whole team if you want. Um, Please. But, uh, so I was there in Omaha. and Were there any other major leaguers? On, on that team, yeah. uh, Jarrett Parker okay. was on that team. Tyler Wilson was on that team. Um, I, 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 I can go on. But uh, John Barr was on that team. He, he, was, he was a minor leaguer. Uh, so, anyways, there was a restaurant there. I think it was called Piccolo Pete's. And uh, shout out to Piccolo Pete's. <laughs> free advertising for Piccolo Pete's. In, in Omaha. And I went there. Like two or three, because I heard Warren Buffett goes there. And I went there like two or three nights uh, trying to bump into the Oracle of Omaha. And mm. yeah, it did not happen. Trying to literally bump into him? Not literally, but. And what was your, what was your pitch? What were you going to say to him if you did see him? Uh, just take me under your wing. <laughs> fan of his. Make yeah. me money. No, no, yeah, I, I enjoy his writing. I enjoy his, his, uh, his annual shareholders letters. Okay. I bet you do. Uh, so just to recap this, Zach, you're going to get, we, we've got, uh, you know, uh, 10 factorial points on the board here okay. for you to win at the end of the season. You'll get 10 points if Dallas Goddard has her finishes higher than 44th among all tight ends in receiving. You'll get nine points if A.J. Brown finishes higher than uh, 36th in receiving. You'll get eight points if DeAndre Swift finishes lower than third. You'll get seven points if Jalen Hurts finishes higher than 24th in EPA per dropback. You'll get six points if Quez Watkins finishes higher than 198th. You'll get five points if Kenny Gainwell finishes higher than 27th in success rate. You'll get four points if the Eagles rank higher than 26th in sack rate allowed. You'll get three points if Devontae Smith finishes higher than 10th in the yards in receiving. You'll get two points if Jalen Hurts finishes higher than sixth in rushing yards among quarterbacks, and you'll get one point if Jack Stoll finishes higher than 280, 268th, rather, uh, in terms of targets per route run. Can I tell you about our friends at FOCO? Please do. Okay. Moses FOCO? Not Moses FOCO, oh. but Moses FOCO was a, an interesting linebacker uh, from, from Maryland, correct? Correct. Uh, Moses Foku, of course. No, this is Foco. Foco is a leading manufacturer of sports and entertainment merchandise with a product line that includes apparel, accessories, toys, collectibles, novelty items, and more. If you look over my shoulder here, you can see some of the great items that Foco gave us. It's because they have the best officially licensed gear for all sports and fandoms. It's football and tailgating season, overalls, hoodies, hats, sunglasses, bags, Everything you need for a game. I know my son would love some FOCO items because FOCO has hooked up PHLY and provided awesome pieces 
for our sets. FOCO always has our back for Philly sports, and they have yours too. Get the best gear around by using the link in our description for all non-presale items. Use the promo code PHLY for 10% off. Zach, the, uh, the Pro Football Hall of Fame just came out with their list of the uh, nominees this year. Two, can you name the four former Eagles quarterbacks who were among the 10 quarterbacks nominated? Four former Eagles quarterbacks among 10 nominated. Donovan yes. McNabb. Correct. Michael Vick. Correct. Uh, let's see here. <laughs> now, so there's got to be a, a, I mean, was Randall Cunningham one of them? Correct. Okay. And, hmm. Jim McMahon. Uh, right first letter on the first name. Right, so J. <laughs> That's correct. Okay. <laughs> uh, there was a J that was nominated for the Hall of Fame that was an Eagles quarterback. Jeff. Jeff Garcia. Jeff Garcia. Jeff Garcia. Good for Jeff Garcia. I mean... I don't, I don't feel like Jeff Garcia is in a place right now where I need to be telling him good for him on anything. Is there something about Jeff Garcia I don't know? Apparently. <laughs> okay. yeah, I think so, yeah. Okay. I don't, I'm, not, I'm not patting Jeff Garcia on the back <laughs> okay. for anything right. these days. Um, you think, you think I, Donovan McNabb should, over my head. should be in the Hall of Fame? Do I think Donovan, so I, look, I think Donovan McNabb was one of um, the best players of his era. I think you, so if you go based on that, during the time that Donovan McNabb played, he was, in my opinion, one of the top five quarterbacks in the league. That said, when you look at it statistically, it's not, it's, this is why the numbers make it complicated. Like Matthew Stafford, for instance, his numbers are going to be... Yeah, it's going to be about the era. And, he, and he, won the, he obviously won a Super Bowl. Eli Manning won two Super Bowls. Uh, even in that era, um, there was... Well, Philip Rivers was a little later, but Philip Rivers' numbers are like through the roof, right? Donovan McNabb was a prolific quarterback who played in uh, what five NFC Championship games. Okay, uh, was in, in in my view one of the top five quarterbacks of that era. But from a numbers perspective, it's hard to uh, to justify it. But yeah, if I'm I am not a voter, if I was a voter, I can make a compelling case uh, for Donovan McNabb. What about Michael and, Vick? I feel like he, he's the kind of guy, like, can you tell the story of football without the story of Michael Vick? Well, should that be the, the baseline for getting into the well, I think the Pro yeah. Football Hall of Fame is, is maybe the dumbest of all the Hall of Fames. <laughs> and explain why? Well, like, the, like limiting it to five every year, yeah, but it has yeah. to be five every year. Okay. Um, you know, you, you, got a, you got a kicker in the Hall of Fame. Like, give me a break. Come on. Michael Vick was one of my favorite quarterbacks to cover. He, he probably was my favorite quarterback to cover during my time on the beat. Uh, I mean, I, w I would probably go with Tanner McKee because he's one of the core four. But, okay. Uh, other, other than him, Michael's, Michael Vick is up there. Yeah, Michael I loved Vick. Kevin Cobb. Okay, I, I never covered Cobb. So I, I hear Cobb was uh, good to cover. Uh, Vick was, was, was good. Sanchez was really good to cover. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, but Vic in particular was, uh, that, yeah, 2012, that was my first year on the beat, and then 2013. Here's a, here's a question that you have not been, oh, go ahead. No, I see uh, Andy Reid's mustache says Vic, Vic deserves to be in. Here's a question that you have not been uh, prepared for. 
As opposed to all the other questions that you did prepare me for. Correct. Okay. How many current Eagles will be in the Hall of Fame? Ooh, current Eagles. So Jalen Hurts is a little soon. I mean, at one point we... we yeah, I would we, say it's a little soon. A little yeah. soon with Jalen Hurts. But I mean, um, if you want to so project that on him. Lane Johnson and Jason Kelsey. You think they will both... You I think, think they J will both make it? I think Jason Kelsey will make it. I think so, too. I don't know about Lane. But I think a strong argument could be made for Lane. Yeah, I agree. Okay. Uh, no one in this... Uh, I don't think Slay makes it. I agree. Okay. I don't think Reed Blankenship's going to make it. Um, I mean, agree to disagree. Zach Cunningham, despite the superior first name, will not make it. Uh, on the D-line, Fletcher Cox was one of the top players in the 2010s, but he will not make it into the Hall of Fame. Um, edge rushers, look, if Hassan Reddick puts up like three, four more years like he had last year, his sack numbers will be really impressive. First player in NFL history to have double-digit sacks three consecutive years for three different teams. But if I had to lean on a certain side right now, I'd say he will not make it. Uh, Josh Sweat has a bright Sterling career in front of him, but he will not make it. I think A.J. Brown is going to make the Hall of Fame. You think he is going to make it? Yeah, I think A.J. Brown is going to make the Hall of Interesting. Fame. Interesting. I would agree that he is the third likeliest. Yes. But I don't know if he's definitely – I mean, it's wide receiver is tough. Wide receiver is tough, but you look at the first – Four years of AJ Brown's career. Yeah, he's on that. He's on that trajectory. He's on but that he needs trajectory. Like six more years of that level of production. He's what twenty five years old. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I I think AJ Brown is going to be a Pro Football Hall of Famer. How about okay. That? How, who would you round out as the five most likely? Who would be fourth and fifth most likely in your mind? I guess Jalen Carter. Nah. I mean. Jalen Hurts. Did I say Lane? I, yeah. I, I'm like, assuming that it's Kelsey Lane and then A.J. Brown. Brown. I guess Hurts, but it's... Because it's easier for it's, a quarterback? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's so hard, but if they win Super Bowls, if they win a Super Bowl, right. that's, that will certainly enhance it. He was second in MVP voting at age 24, mm. his second full season as a starting quarterback. That's a pretty good trajectory that he's on. Then Christian again, Ellis? I don't believe Christian. I know, I know you do. Okay. Uh... I mean, Jalen Carter's got, got worlds of talent. I think you could make a case that Jalen Carter is like the fifth most likely guy. Fifth, fifth most likely guy? Devontae is in the conversation probably. So, so do you think Hassan's like completely not in that conversation? I just think there's, there would have to be a lot of work left to do. A lot of work left to do, yeah. yeah. But I'm saying he's already had three double-digit sacks. Yeah, I think he would need four more. Four more, okay. Yeah. And he's 28 years old. Pass rushers do age well. I see your point. Okay. Let's go, let's, let's go Jalen Carter. Okay. Let's go Jalen Carter. Wow. Put in Jalen Carter in the Hall of Fame <laughs> after two games of his career. And that's Zach Berman for you. And he says it with conviction. All right. Uh, set things up for us for the rest of the week here, Zach. What's, uh, what's coming up at the Novacare Complex? Yeah, so I'll be down there tomorrow to speak to coordinators. Uh, first time hearing from Brian Johnson and Sean Desai uh, since the last game. First time hearing from Michael Clay hmm. since uh, week one. Give me, uh, and now, if you are one of the Eagles coordinators, turn it off right now, and okay. then, you know, download it later and subscribe. Give me the one question you want to ask each of those three guys. Well, the questions I want to ask Sean Desai, he will not answer. Okay. Which is about the slot cornerback. Sure. Job. Um, but 
I am curious if Sean... Do you want to workshop it so we can figure out a way to get him yeah, to answer I'm, it? I'm curious if Sean Desai looks at the slot cornerback similar to the way Jeff Stoutland has kind of talked about the offensive line where we don't want to disrupt mm. two positions if you don't have to. So, Sean, Coach Stoutland talks about this sometimes, about how like it's a little bit easier to just replace one person instead of moving guys around. Is that at all similar to the way that you know you feel about nickel? Do you want? Would you rather replace one person or are you okay shuffling the whole pieces around and then he's gonna say you know it's a case-by-case -case basis we, what we try to do every week is just put it in a matchup to win that game that week uh and so that's what we'll do you know we're not committing to anything long term we're committing to a matchup to what we do against tampa bay and we don't want to give anything away okay that was good yes all right so uh, you guys don't have to watch the press conference <laughs> yeah, tomorrow. No. now uh, let's talk about brian yeah, johnson yeah so with uh brian johnson the passing game I'm curious about, but also the discipline that it takes. I don't even know if discipline is the right word, but what it takes uh, to continue calling running plays um, and how cognizant, well, I, I've asked him this, how about how cognizant he is of which, which players are, are getting targets in a given week. Uh, but, um, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm curious about that, that type of discipline that it requires and how he manages that. So, Brian, you know, you, you get that drive halfway through the game, okay, you know, about like five drives into the game where you're just running the ball and you're running the ball. And it looked like a lot of them were, were sort of the same play. As that's happening and over the course of the game, do you sort of have to fight the urge to change things up? Or is it easy if things are working to just keep it going? Yeah, good you know, question. You know what? I shouldn't have given the this or, or yeah. you know, I gave him yeah. like, yeah, bad job. Got to keep it open ended. Yeah, good question, Bo. Uh, you know, play calling, I'd like to say there's, there's some art to it. It's not just science. And so as, as you're going, you have a feel for the game. You're seeing what the defense is doing. And as we're getting yards and as the offensive line's winning up front, uh, it's, it's not hard to do. Now, you, you understand there are, are going to be weeks when you're throwing the ball a lot more than, than you run it. Uh, this was a week where it was working and we stuck to it. And uh, that's what it takes to win. But what I'm focused on is what it takes to win that day, not kind of this overarching philosophy on offensive football. Thanks, Brian. My pleasure. Okay, now what do you got for Michael Clay? What's your scouting report on Braden Mann? <laughs> no. Big leg. Um, you know, we, yeah. he's been in the league for, for three years, so we've seen what he had with the Jets. Um, you know, we, uh, he's got a big leg, and uh, we know that he can hold. So we're excited to yeah. get a look at him in the game. And, you know, we're, we're, we're very grateful to everything that Aaron gave to us over the past three years. Here, how about this one? This is one that he's going to definitely get tomorrow, okay? And we teased it yesterday on the show, which is such a big part of what Aaron Sipos did was holding mm. and the chemistry that he has with Jake Elliott. Are you concerned uh, about Braden Mann doing that in, in such short notice here? Not at all. Thanks, thanks. Thanks, Michael. Yeah, Shouldn't have asked the yes-no question. Hmm. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I think we talked about it yesterday, but uh, I think uh, it's incredibly uh, over-discussed, hmm. the difficulty of holding. It's totally fine. Hmm. And then as, as they're leaving, I, all try, I, I try to sneak in, like, a question about their college team. You know, mm. uh, what do you think of Oregon this weekend? Or, you know, what do you think of Utah this weekend? Or, yeah. In, Sh in Sean Desai's case, I don't know if I will ask about the school. But, but I might ask Temple. He was a grad student at Temple, so yeah. Yeah, don't I mean don't demean his college experience just because he's demeaning didn't it. Yeah, go to a you know SEC school. Fair enough. Okay. All right.
Uh, that'll do it for this episode of the PHLY Eagles podcast. We've got a, an easy-to-remember sort of setup for the rest of the week. We are 10 a.m. each of the next three days. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, we will be here at 10 a.m. Lots to talk about, and uh, we're looking forward to it. So make sure that you like the video, subscribe to the channel, uh, tell your friends, get a bullhorn and start shouting on the street, all that good stuff. And so uh, that's it. Another one bites the dust, as they say. So for Zach and Baldy and everybody else, we thank you for listening. We'll talk to you tomorrow. And as always, we love you. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa, whoa. Whoa, whoa. Whoa, whoa.